Hey friend! Welcome to this week's episode of Confidently in Charge. This is the twice-monthly podcast and virtual talk show that talks about the personal development side of entrepreneurship and leadership. I'm your hostess, Allison KT. I'm a certified leadership coach and sort of a human sunbeam, and I'm really just ready to be your optimistic sidekick to feeling confidently in charge. Don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast if you're joining us from Anchor, Google, Apple, or Spotify. And you can also catch the video version on the PoppyLead YouTube channel. I am so excited to share today's conversation with you. Enjoy. Welcome, everyone. I am Allison Kravietz Thayer of Poppy Lead, and I am the host of the Confidently in Charge talk show and podcast. Um, tonight, we are joined by the phenomenal Lexi Smith of the PR Bar Inc. Uh, and I have gotten to know Lexi through the Six Degree Society predominantly. Um, I saw her speak in an event on PR and was like, holy cow, I need this person in my corner. Um, and I've just gotten to know Lexi here and there um, at events. We've bonded over topics around burnout and kind of entrepreneurial experience and leadership. And I know um, that Lexi just has such a cool story of leadership in her own life. Um, so today we're going to really be kind of diving into that a little bit and how she maintains confidence um, and has really worked to create this authentic business um, that she wanted to create and to really just be the leader that she needs to be in that position. So um, Lexi, if you would like to introduce yourself, if I left anything out, if there's anything you want to add, tell us about yourself. Yeah, I mean, well, first off, I think I'm literally in your corner today, in your cute little corner. Yeah, my cute little talk show corner. corner. Um, no, yeah, I'm the founder of the PR Bar Inc. I now have a podcast called Pitchin' and Sippin', and I think we'll probably dive into some more of my backstory, but in a nutshell, my elevator pitch, right, is I am a PR coach, and I teach entrepreneurs how to make more money with PR. So that's the one-liner. We can go from there wherever you want to go. <laughs> awesome. Amazing. Yeah, I remember hearing uh, the like six relationships or something that I needed to have of PR. And like my mind was just blown of like, whoa, PR is not just this like big city agency kind of thing. It's like accessible to anyone and everyone. Um, and we're definitely going to be hearing some of Lexi's knowledge on that a little later on in the show. And hello to everyone joining us on Instagram. I'm so excited to see so many friends here. Um, so let's dive into this idea of leadership. Um, you know, that's kind of a word that sometimes has connotations around it of just different vibes um, based on, you know, how we've experienced leadership. So have you always been drawn to like leadership positions um, or found yourself in them? So I was in multiple principal office moments in fifth grade for being too bossy. So if that has any indication, obviously my delivery skills were not refined at that point in time, but I think, yes, it is innately in my personality to want to lead. And I've just had to tweak that, that delivery over the years. <laughs> <laughs> we learn, we find our, our maturity, we find our voice, we find our patience, all sorts of things. Um, what is it really that you think like draws you to leadership positions? 
Yeah, I, I, I'll answer two parts to this because I'd be lying if I said there's probably not a little bit, there's probably a part of it that is I like my own way, if I'm being <laughs> truly, truly honest. That being said, now as I've grown up and I'm able to see past just the I want my way boss mentality, I think there's so much more you can achieve in a place of leadership. And mm. not everyone is always confident to step up and lead. So when people kind of innately are able to do that, I think, and I, I do consider myself in that category, I think just naturally I, sh I should lead. It's, yeah, I'm not afraid to talk. And yes, I feel that. And I really resonate with that where like, especially I feel like as a kid, like my experience was I just didn't like awkward silences. And so like I was the kid who would raise my hand or like I was always the kid with an answer. And so people, you know, naturally assumed like, oh, you're outgoing. You love to talk here. Be the spokesperson for this group. Be the like token kid in front of the congregation kind of thing. Like you're going to be the leader. And so, yeah, sometimes those leadership positions are thrust upon us. And I know that you have had some really impressive leadership experiences. Um, so, you know, you've got this finding yourself in these leadership positions kind of outside of the career world, but tell us about some of those incredible early experiences you had leading. Yeah. So, I mean, you can go back as far as high school. I was the whole leadership club, whatever they do and all that have, but I'll, I'll jump to post-college and all that. So 22, graduated and originally started as an account coordinator, became a senior account director in six months for an agency. Um, from there was by 23, the director of PR and marketing of an entire Los Angeles-based hospitality group. By 26, I was the vice president of PR and marketing of a high eight-figure company that is one of the fastest growing of its kind. So there's a theme here that I, I moved quickly and at young ages, oftentimes leading those much, much older than I and launched my company at 27. I am now 28. So still finding my, my leadership journey is still, still in the makes, but that's kind of the, the titles that led up to now. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That just like boggles my mind. I think about the things I was doing when I was 22 and like, I mean, I'm 29 now, so I'm right around that same age and have been kind of in this entrepreneurial space. But I think at 22, I was probably not being incredibly mature or like trusting myself to make kind of large scale decisions. So how did you really, how did you do that? Like, how did you cultivate that confidence within yourself to, you know, lead people who may have been older than you or just that different kind of experience? How did you find that? ability to do that. Yeah. So to answer that, I actually do think it is important to take a step back and focus in on college. In college, I had a, really a lot of unique leadership opportunities from, I was the president of the National Broadcasting Society. I was elected into the student senate. I was able to start my PR career at the age of 18. So mm -hmm. I started having opportunities to lead large and large opportunities, large organizations, young. So by the time 22 came around, I'd already been in my career for four years. I'd already been leading. It only felt natural. I just moved cities. Um, now I can't say I was always well received. So I've certainly have, 
had to adjust my, again, delivery over the years, Mm -hmm. but I do think getting an earlier start with opportunities probably helped Mm -hmm. me have that mindset where yes, on paper, I'm 22, but in my mind, I was, I was elsewhere. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You were like age, just a number. Like I've been doing this. I've been in the industry for a couple of years. I know how to get you PR successes. Like, I love that so much that you didn't let that get in the way of like, oh gosh, I'm only 22. I know that like one of the big struggles I had when I was starting coaching was like, I'm 24. Like who's going to listen to me? Like clients would make me feel sometimes, or not clients necessarily, but people would make me feel like, oh, you have no lived experience. Like you don't know what you're talking about. How can you help me? Um, So I'm just curious, like any of that that came up for you around like kind of struggles of leadership? Still every day. I Mm -hmm. I get carded at the grocery store for NyQuil. You have to be 18 to buy NyQuil. So I get confronted with my age on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. Even more so, you know, my last position as a vice president was in the field of telecommunications, which is all older white men. So that was really called into question. So to, to say that I've, I've handled it well every day of my life would be a complete lie. Um, but I think I'm, I've gotten pretty good at compartmentalizing and um, putting on the professional hat. I think putting on that professional hat gives me some sort of layer to, to stand behind and mm-hmm. feel... I'm not explaining this well. I will say, and I know we'll talk about this later, when I worked for other people's companies, I felt like I had them backing me. They Mm. had given me a title. They had given me a salary. They had put me in this position. So I found some confidence through that. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to the entrepreneurial journey at some point because that's a whole nother fun story. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that makes me wonder so much. Like you've, you've grown and transitioned and like, had this kind of innate, I can do this. Like people are telling me I can do this. People are telling me I'm good at this. They're willing to pay me this salary. They're willing to give me this office. And then, you know, now you're kind of in this position of entrepreneurship and having to kind of be that for yourself. Um, And so I'm just curious kind of how has your leadership mindset changed now that you're out on your own? Ooh. Um, yeah, it's a whole nother ball game. And let me first speak to the point because people often ask me, how did you get to such accelerated positions of leadership at a young age? And the answer for that is I've just always been results focused. So how that has transferred into entrepreneurship is when I first started this thing, I realized really quickly, I couldn't hide behind someone else giving me a title, someone else paying me. Now it was just me. And so all these new crazy insecurities, imposter syndrome came out of, I don't want to say nowhere because I think they were always there. I just didn't have an excuse to combat them anymore. Mm. So what I've done is if you come into my office, I have physical, tangible reminders all over my walls of what I have accomplished because I need to look at those some days and be like, no, Lexi, you're a badass. You did do that. (laughs) Yeah. That's so important. I think, oh man, 
I, I know I got the message and so many people I talked to, you got the message of like, don't sing your praises. You're going to make people feel bad. And like, don't, you gotta be humble about your wins and all of that. And I love so much that you've acknowledged that like, okay, cool. But like to be a confident leader, I need to remember those things. I need to like have the tangible proof because I don't have you know, a meeting with my manager every week and they're like pumping me up and helping me with challenges. Like we have to be that for ourselves. Um, and even if you're not in entrepreneurship and you're listening, you know, that applies to any situation because leadership so far transcends just our career situations. Um, and so, you know, Lacey, or sorry, Lexi, you're talking about this experience of surrounding yourself with this. Um, and setting up that celebration. Um, and that's a great way to maintain that confidence. Are there other ways that you have found to celebrate yourself or validate yourself or things like that? There are little things. I'm forever on my journey. You know, the first time I decided to pay myself in this business, I now have that hanging on the wall. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to have physical things that remind me. Um, I have so many sticky notes. You know, I have a folder in my phone of screenshots. Anytime I receive payment from a client, <laughs> I put it to that folder. So on days when I'm not feeling so great, I'm like, wow, look, Lexi, here's proof that people have paid you before. Yeah. <laughs> so I just need, whether it be electronic or physical mm -hmm. reminders sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I, another thing I have is I don't, cause I'm an entrepreneur. I don't have a resume for other people. I have a resume for myself mm. that once again, I remind myself on this campaign, you got this result, Lexi. And it's for me, what helps keep me or overcome those moments of doubt. And honestly, a lot of people put me on the spot to prove my experience because especially I am young, but I look I've been told I look very young. So now I'm ready to prove it to them if, if need be in a moment's notice. Yeah, you're ready. You've got that like, bam, check it out. Like come I've got me. these accomplishments. Yeah, come at me. I will get you those PR wins. Like signed, sealed, delivered. We're on the things. I love that. And like just having that cultivation of confidence within yourself, um, you know, that has to be so helpful because like I always love kind of shining a light on the shadowy sides of entrepreneurship and kind of the struggles that come up with it. And so just acknowledging, you know, it is important to celebrate your wins and it is important to have those tangible ways that you can like pull yourself out. Um, so you've, I mean, your leadership journey is incredible. And like you said, you know, you're still on it. We're all still on it. Um, I want to kind of jump to some of your like PR expertise, uh, okay. because you truly are the master here. You've got, you know, you've got these wins. They're in your office They're You're surrounded by your wins. I love it. Um, but you know, some advice for listeners, if I'm a new entrepreneur and like this was my experience as a new entrepreneur i don't think i realized the types of pr that existed i had a very like narrow mindset on it um and so could you maybe just fill us in like what kinds of pr are even available for people yeah great question i love to talk about this because what i did not anticipate when i transitioned from being 
in-house and in agencies to now being a coach, I didn't know this wasn't something that everyone else knew. <laughs> so I started doing, you know, a little over a year ago now, different seminars and speeches and found that largely people think of PR as two things. They think of like red carpet, celebrities, TVs, magazines, or they think of large corporations, crisis communications. And there's not a lot of in-between. So here's that in-between. <laughs> PR truly is how you develop and build relationships with six different types of target audiences. So the first one is public. So in public relations, we address your relationship with the public. Then we have customer relations. So that's your relationship with your current customers or your clients. Then we have industry relations. So your relationship with others in your industry, a good example for this is let's say you're a restaurant and your vendors, that would be someone within your industry or we're both coaches. This is a form of industry relations right here. Then we have community relations. So that's your relationship. It can be with a physical community, like where you live, or it can be a virtual community like where we met, Six Degree Society. And then I think I've done five, right? Yeah, so the, the last, oh, media relations. Okay, media relations is one of six. So this is your relationship with the media. Yes, this is when those magazines, those TVs, all, all that comes into play. And then the final one is investor relations. So this isn't important for every business, but it's important if you want to raise capital or you're trying to sell or just really maintain stakeholder approval. Mm -hmm. So to take us back to that like first little definition I gave you, PR is how we develop and maintain our relationships and create opportunities with these six groups. Pause there to let us all digest that. <laughs> yes. Holy cow. There's so many. My brain is already spinning with opportunities and like relationships, like the relationships I haven't touched. Like I haven't yeah. tapped so many of these. Wow. Wow. So, okay. So I've got these six relationships and I'm thinking, okay, I'm a new coach. Like, what are or what have been some of your favorite to leverage or to lean into as you know maybe trying to build up your credibility your client base things like that where do you lean mostly yeah so i can tell you what's worked for me and then i will give you a really simple formula for anyone listening to figure out what works for you let's start with that actually because then it'll make sense when i answer it so how you figure out what type of PR you need, right? Because now I just throw all these different concepts at you. Take it back to what is your goal. So you said a coach. Usually a coach's goal is to get new clients, right? So let's say I want to, I have 10 clients, I want 20. So I want 10 more clients. Which of those six target audiences can have an effect on me achieving that goal? And then furthermore, which can get me there quickest? So that's how you start to narrow it down. So now let's take that example. For me, community relations has been huge in terms of networking and referrals. I've done media relations in terms of podcasting. That's a really organic way that I've been able to spread my name different industry relations in terms of partnering with other people within my industry in terms of brand collaborations. All of these things are organic and no spend and have been able to help work me towards achieving that goal I have. So start with your goal, 
which of those six relations can affect that goal. And that's where you start. Oh my gosh. That's okay. So I'm a big mental model person. I talk a lot about like mental models being fun ways to think about things. And I love this whole concept of like these six relationships as sort of mental models that I can use for myself in terms of PR. Like I don't just have to think of big nebulous PR. I can think about like, what have I done for my client relationships lately? Like what have I done for my like others in my industry lately? How have I touched that? So such a helpful tip to like, you know, start thinking about ways that I can get involved in ways that I can kind of leverage PR um, because it, it, I love your message that it doesn't have to be this like, you know, high up in the sky, like high tower business only for the top dogs. Like it's so accessible to everyone. And I really love your approach to it. Um, so for people listening, you know, if we're interested in learning more about PR with you, how can we get in touch with you? How do we stay up with everything happening with the PR bar? So the first place I'll say, if people are listening to this as a podcast, they're probably podcast fans. I just launched my podcast called The Pitchin and Sippin' Podcast. Love so it. that's on all the places. So free PR advice there. Um, specifically my company, you can follow me on Instagram at the PR bar underscore Inc., if you go there, it'll link you to my website, which is the prbarinc.com. And you can always click around my site, you can book a free mini PR strategy call, should all be interconnected. So Instagram, podcast, website. Awesome. Those are the ways to find Lexi Smith. So great. Oh my gosh. Well, Lexi, do you have any closing comments that you want to share with the audience? This has been phenomenal. We've talked about, you know, your leadership journey kind of maintaining confidence and getting some actionable PR tips. Is there anything else that you feel you want to enlighten us all with? I, let's, I'll leave you on one more piece of personal nugget advice that has helped me. We love these. In yes, to lead from a place of informed strategy, I like to understand what I'm doing. So even though I hate accounting, for example, I am doing accounting right now in my business so that when I hire out, I can lead from a place of being informed. Mm. Same with PR. I suggest everyone learn how to do their own PR. So even when they're ready to hire, they can lead from a place of informed strategy. Being able to understand at least the basics of how to do things has enabled me to lead from a, a place of informed strategy, as I keep saying. And that I think has been really a huge part of the positions I've had. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. When you know what you're wanting to do, when you know what you're aiming for, your precision can be so much more on point um, because you know what you're truly going after. That is great advice. Um, And so thank you so much, Lexi, for joining us, for sharing your PR wisdom, for sharing a bit of your story with leadership and reminding us that it's always a journey and that it's very important to surround yourself with those wins. Um, And if you're listening and you want PR wins to surround yourself with, hit up (laughs) Lexi, get yourself those wins, get yourself those articles, that coverage, um, because, you know, even if you feel like, oh, I'm new, I don't deserve this, I don't, I'm not big enough to have this, like, absolutely you are, um, and you are the leader of your company. um, And so, you know, who better to show up and 
speak to the public, speak to the community um, about what you do than you. Um, so thank you everyone for tuning in and joining us. This has been the Confidently in Charge talk show and podcast. To those of you listening to us as a podcast, just so you know, we also have a virtual show on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, you can also catch us on all your favorite pod, uh, podcast platforms. So thank you once again, Lexi, and we will see you all on the Confidently in Charge podcast and talk show next time. Bye.